The views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, advertising partners, or ownership of Forever Communication. The It's All Good Podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. This is Lorraine Jones with 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. Today, I'm going to talk about a love story. In fact, I'm going to talk about the greatest love story ever told. From watching chick flicks to reading fairy tales, women adore a good love story. We love romance. And no matter our marital status, there's a part of each of us that God created to be a bride. We have a yearning, a yearning for a bridegroom who is wonderful. In the book, Falling in Love with Jesus, the author talks about the amazing parallels in the Bible that Scripture makes between falling in love here on earth and falling in love with Jesus. And in it, the author says, if women would yearn for closeness with Jesus the way that they yearn for closeness with an earthly mate, their lives would be transformed. So today, I'm going to talk about finding Mr. Right, the real Mr. Right, our real Prince Charming. I'm going to talk about falling in love with Jesus. Now, I'm about to celebrate my first wedding anniversary in about two weeks with my wonderful husband, Alan. Uh, He's an amazing man, and he is absolutely perfect for me. So even though I found him five years ago, and I married him one year ago, my search for Mr. Wright ended a long time ago, March 19th, 2000, to be exact. I was single, and, and there was like a, a four-day community-wide revival at the Civic Auditorium here in Union City, and, and I attended. I went every day. Um, I went by myself, and and through the revival, God had been nudging me speaking to me, drawing me to him. And and I remember the night that, that I went forward during the invitation, I was, I was shaking. My arms were shaking. My legs were shaking. I was crying. Um, but I walked down the aisle and I said, yes, I said I do to Jesus. And you know what? Walking out of that auditorium afterwards, I felt different. I no longer felt less than because I was a single woman, like many people in many places they make you feel. I felt like I was a beautiful bride, a princess. Um, The perfect man had chosen me. And I knew in my heart right then and there that he would never let me go and that he had just been waiting for me to say yes. And he waited a long time for me to say yes. I was 41 um, when I accepted Jesus. So um, I finally found Mr. Wright, and every day I love him more. And so I compiled a list the other day. I sat down, and it's pretty extensive, but I compiled a list of qualities that I have found in Jesus, my Mr. Wright. And here they are. He is my rock. He is strong. He's the spiritual leader of my home. He is always with me. He meets my needs. He's perfect. He calls me princess and treats me like royalty. 
He will never leave me. He's a prince. He loves me. He protects me. He comforts me. He provides for me. He doesn't break his promises. He knows the desires of my heart. He's always faithful. He encourages me. He died for me. My security lies in him. I love it when he draws me close to him. He brings me joy. He brings me contentment. He will never break my heart. He knows what I'm thinking even when I don't speak. He's got my name written on the palm of his hand. He gives me eternal life, and he's preparing a home for me. He's the man I've always dreamed of. He rejoices over me, and yet he knows every tear that I shed. He knows my love languages, and he gives me gifts every day. He is wise. He knows everything about me, and he loves me anyway. He listens to me. In fact, he loves for me to talk to him. I love it when he whispers my name. He opens doors for me, and he trusts me to do things in his name. I am his beloved. He looks at me through adoring eyes. He pursued me. He pursued me until I said yes. He always knew that I would be his. You see, we're in love. And when you're in love, when you're in love with someone, people should be able to tell it. And I think they can. If you've ever seen somebody in a new relationship and they're madly in love, you can see it on them. And when you're in love with the Lord, people ought to be able to tell it. So um, I want to talk about things that people should notice about you if you're in love with the Lord. So people in love with the Lord should have a sweet aroma, right? I'm reading from 2 Corinthians 2, 15. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one, we're the smell of death, and to the other, the fragrance of life. Listen to that first part. We are to God the aroma of Christ. We're the aroma of Christ. When we enter a room, we should carry his fragrance with us. His aroma on us, in us, should be so pleasing that people will ask us what we're wearing. Has that ever happened to you with a, with a perfume? Um, you know, a perfume that you're wearing, somebody comes close and says, what are you wearing? I remember um, my mother wore a very distinctive, very strong, kind of a heavy perfume. It was called Taboo, if any of you remember that smell. And if I ever smelled it in the house or whatever, I knew mom was going out. I knew it was a special occasion. Um, But when she passed, Um, She had some half-empty bottles, and and I brought one home just to have it, one of the bottles of her taboo, and um, we had it in a storage area, and several months later, me and my two boys, they were little at the time, but we were going through some of her things. I was was looking at, at cards that we had written to each other, and just going through some of her belongings, and thinking about her, and all of a sudden, I smelled taboo. It's like, oh, my gosh, I got goosebumps. I'm like, she's so near. I can smell her. She's so near. I smell her fragrance. And just when I'm just having a moment, I noticed that my youngest one, Stevie, has gotten a hold of the perfume and is spraying it all over the garage. So um, that ended. But 
you see what I mean, how you uh, people can smell a certain fragrance on you. But, you know, uh, what about your spiritual aroma? Your, has anybody ever uh, noticed your spiritual aroma? Has anybody ever smelled Jesus on you? Have they noticed that? You know, I came from the north, an area that's not an extremely, I don't think, religious part of the country. And uh, my parents didn't go to church. I don't think my grandparents went to church. Um, We never, maybe very, very rarely we would attend a service. But my parents didn't take us to church. Nobody told me about Jesus, Um, you know, but but when I came to Union City in 1993, um, I started going to church and um, got saved in 2000. And, and you know, I ha- uh, several years after I got saved, one of my sisters and her family came um, to visit with us. We spent several days hanging out with us and not doing much of anything, just, just being together. And, and they went home and a week or two went by, and she called me at night, kind of a little later than she normally called me, but she called me, and we were just talking about this and that, and all of a sudden, she just said, I want what you have, and and, and I didn't know what she meant. I thought, is she talking about an outfit or a house like mine, or what What? what does she want? And the more, the more that we talked, the more that I came to realize it was it was Jesus in our life that she was noticing. Just as she was visiting our home, if we got in the car, um, Christian music was on, you know, um, prayers and grace before uh, a meal, and just just the way we were conducting ourselves. And we were kind of very involved in our church then, and the kids were doing this and that. So she uh, she says, "How do I? What do I do to get what you have?" And and we ended up. She brought her husband to the phone too. So the two of them huddled around a phone, and me just in the middle of the night, ten hours apart, um, led her to Jesus. And both of them accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior that night. Um, and it, it meant so much to me. And I have another sister too that a couple years later, same thing over the phone. Um, so people can smell you from a long way away. But it just means so much to me to come from uh, generations of non-believers that that legacy ends with me. My children are both saved, uh, believers. You know, that that gets to end with me. So this aroma of Christ that you carry with you, it's an opening. Um, you can share Jesus with every person that notices it. But on the flip side, you know, you can have a stinky aroma. People can have a pretty stinky aroma. They can be complainers and gossips and critical and judgmental and mean-spirited and and things like that. So a stinky aroma can speak very loudly to people also. Um, have Have you ever driven past a dead skunk? Dead skunk in the middle of the road. That's a song. At least it was in West Virginia. Uh, have you ever done that? It's it's who it's a bad smell. So even in death, a skunk can make a pretty big statement. So make sure you're not turning people away from God with your stinky aroma. All right. So the other thing you have to have um, a sweet aroma. But the the next thing is people in love with the Lord should should almost glow. When you're filled with the love of Jesus, that's going to cause you to glow or be radiant. 
Did you know that Moses had to cover his face when he spent time in God's presence because his face actually glowed? I'm reading from Exodus 34, 33, and it says, When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he went entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he'd been commanded, they saw his face and said that it was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. Everything associated with God is radiant. In Psalm 19, his commands are radiant. In Revelation 10, his angels are radiant. In Mark 9, his robes are radiant. In Psalm 34, the land is radiant with his glory, and those who look to him are radiant. People should see that glow in your face, on your face, when you love the Lord. The third thing, people who are in love with the Lord should be filled with joy and have a smile on their face. We have something to smile about that. We had something, we had that same conversation in the last podcast I did about being a cheerleader. You should have a smile on your face. We have great news. We have fabulous news. We have the best news anyone could ever have. What if somebody knocked on your door? I don't know, Publishers Clearinghouse, do they still do that? What if somebody came to your door and told you you won $10 million and you were going to tell someone that good news? How would you tell it? I mean, you'd bust in the room. Guess what? We, we got the best news there is. So when you're in love with the Lord, you should be happy and tell others about him. Tell them about the one you're in love with. The last thing, people that love the Lord, when we see them, we should be able to see God's love in them. Your love for others will make the God in you look so attractive that people will be curious about you. People are drawn to the love of God. They long for it. And when you say that you love God, others are watching Um, I'll never forget once when um, I went to Honduras. It was probably over 10 years ago now. I've been there several times. And one of the times I went, they have very modest services. You know, this particular one was outdoors, just kind of in a little makeshift carport almost um, with a makeshift altar and plastic chairs and I just looked around. I'm very observant about details and I'm just taking it all in. I don't I don't speak Spanish. They do their service in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. They sing in Spanish. You know, I don't even know what they're saying, but I'm watching. I'm watching their worship. Their Bibles are taped together and they're just bringing what they had. They're kneeling on a concrete floor. And when the preacher is talking, there was all this mumbling that I thought was so rude at first. Like, why are these? And I looked. And they were praying. They had their eyes closed, kneeling on a concrete floor, just saying prayers, just just their own prayers to God, just these whispers. And like I said, I didn't know what the songs were about. I couldn't understand the words. I didn't know what the preacher was saying. But every once in a while, I'd hear a word that I knew. I'd hear Gloria. I'd hear Hallelujah. I'd hear Amen. And instead of Jesus Christ, I I heard Jesus Christo, 
and I knew who they were talking about. See, you know, I didn't know the language. I wasn't sure what the subject of the sermon was. But still to this day, that was the most beautiful example of pure love, pure adoration that I've probably ever witnessed. And it wasn't even in my own language. So when you say love God, others are watching and they want to see that love manifested in your life. Now, I'm not a perfect girl, but I found the perfect guy and I'm crazy about him and I want everybody to know about him. Yep, I found Mr. Right. Actually, he found me. In fact, he chose me and you. Just like when he chose Mary to bring Jesus into the world, he knew that she would have troubles in this world, just like I have. He knew, he also knew that she loved him so much. And he knew that she would be obedient because he knew her beautiful, obedient heart. And I want God to trust me enough that he chooses me for assignments because he knows that I'll be obedient. He knows my heart. He knows I'll be obedient. I want him to choose me. He chose me for this assignment. He chose me to do this podcast. He chose um, Becky to ask me to do this. He made that all happen. When I was asked to do this podcast, my first question, my first response was, heck, yeah, I'll try something new. Yeah. What's a podcast? I didn't even know what a podcast was for sure, but I was ready. I'm ready. Choose me. Send me. He knew my heart. He chose me to start the Hometown Walk of Hope. He knows my heart. He knew I would be obedient. I want my heart to be so beautiful before God that he can't wait to use me. I want to be found faithful. So I am so glad that I finally said yes. And I have no doubt that I'll spend the rest of my life loving him and that I'll be with him forever. Talk about a happily ever after. This has been Lorraine Jones with 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by our friends at Baptist Memorial Hospital. The It's All Good podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett Jones. Sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital, delivering the promise of quality health care. In 1950, Baptist Memorial Hospital Union City opened with a vision to bring quality health care to the Kenton area. Over time, we've built on the tradition of combining patient care, research, and education. This has led to stunning breakthroughs in diagnosis, treatment, management, safety, and prevention. Our staff are bound together through deep history, timeless commitment, and our pursuit of excellence. With our rich history and faith as our foundation, we look forward to many more years of healing, teaching, and preaching and delivering the promise of quality health care.